Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be engaging Julian of Norwich to help us contemplate the character of God. This is the 31st chapter of Julian of Norwich's long text entitled Revelations of Divine Love. Take a deep breath, and wherever you are, let your shoulders relax, let your attention settle, and I invite you to open your heart to these words. And thus our good Lord answered all the questions and doubts I could put forward, saying most comfortingly, I may make all things well, I can make all things well, and I will make all things well, and I shall make all things well. And you shall see for yourself that all manner of things shall be well. I take, I may, for the words of the Father. I take, I can, for the words of the Son. And I take, I will, for the words of the Holy Ghost. And where he says, I shall, I take it for the unity of the Holy Trinity, three persons and one truth. And where he says, you shall see for yourself, I understand it as referring to the union with the Holy Trinity of all mankind who shall be saved. And with these five sayings, God wishes to be surrounded by rest and peace. And thus, Christ's spiritual thirst will come to an end. For this is the spiritual thirst of Christ, the love longing that lasts and ever shall do until we see that revelation on Judgment Day. For some of us that shall be saved and shall be Christ's joy and his bliss are still on earth, and some are yet to come, and it shall be so until that last day. Therefore it seems to me that this is his thirst, a love longing to have us all together, wholly in himself for his delight. For we are not now as holy in him as we shall be then. For we know through our faith, as it was also revealed in all the showings, that Jesus Christ is both God and man. And as far as the Godhead is concerned, he is himself the highest bliss, and was from eternity and shall be so to eternity. And this endless bliss may never in itself be heightened or diminished. This was abundantly seen in every showing, and especially in the twelfth, where he says, It is I who am highest. And as far as Christ's manhood is concerned, it is known through our faith and also from the showings that through the power of his Godhead and to bring us to his bliss for love, he endured pains and suffering and died. And these are the works of Christ's manhood in which he rejoices. And he showed this in the ninth revelation where he said, it is a joy, a delight, and an endless happiness to me that I ever endured suffering for you. And this is the bliss of Christ's works. And this is what he means when he says in the same showing that we are his joy. We are his reward. 
We are his honor. We are his crown. For regarding Christ as our head, he is in glory and beyond suffering, but as regards his body, in which all his members are joined, he is not yet in full glory or beyond suffering. For that same longing and thirst which he had on the cross, a longing and thirst which it seems he, to me, had been in him from eternity, those he still has and shall have until the time when the last soul which is to be saved has come up into his bliss. For as truly as there is a property of compassion and pity in God, so there is as truly a property of thirst and longing in God. And because of the strength of this longing in Christ, it is for us in turn to long for him. And without this, no soul comes to heaven. And this property of longing and thirst comes from his endless goodness, just as the property of pity comes from his endless goodness. Yet as I see it, the longing and the pity are two separate properties. And this is what distinguishes the spiritual thirst, which lasts in him as long as we are in need, drawing us up to his bliss. And all this was shown as a revelation of compassion, and his thirst will cease on judgment day. Thus, he has pity and compassion for us, and he has longing to have us. But his wisdom and love do not permit the end to come till the best time. There's a quotation from St. Augustine of Hippo in his spiritual memoir, which states, Our hearts are restless till they find their rest in you. I hear that same echo of longing and restlessness in the vision shared in today's chapter. What might it mean that Jesus feels restless too? By choosing to create humanity, the Trinity created and caused this desire themselves. By choosing to create humanity, God demonstrates that he was not content to be alone. This restlessness and desire for complete union with all creation, past, present, and future, has been at the heart of God since before time began. Thank you for joining me today. The peace of Christ be with you.